We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. From the Clark Ford Studio in Oxford, Mississippi, MBW Digital proudly presents the Oxford Exxon Podcast. I'd say thanks for tuning in. But why am I going to give you a round of applause for something you're supposed to do, to be frank? And now, here are your hosts, Chase Parm. And broadcast school has really paid off. And Neil McCready. I deserve to be on TV. Welcome in. Good morning. Tuesday edition, Oxford Exxon podcast. Chase Parm, Neil McCready, Cork Ford Studio here with you today. We uh, have a bunch of potential uh, professional sports blowouts in the making from a series standpoint. All of them... Uh, at least on the way to potential sweeps. Probably not going to get there, but interesting nonetheless. As uh, the Nuggets advanced to the NBA Finals last night, knocking off the Lakers in L.A. We'll see if uh, Miami can join them with 4-0 games here. Uh, I guess tonight. I don't know when that game is, but I assume game it's Game four tonight. Okay, there yeah. it is. Uh, this is the baseball tournament beginning today in Hoover. It's really kind of odd not being there for that. But anyway, we'll uh, look at that potentially. Got some uh, interesting things across the college football landscape. As Neil and I were talking about yesterday, it's going to be a um, an active summer from a standpoint of rights deals and realignment and all those kind of things. If you if it is not a topic that interests you, probably need to uh, tune it out a little bit because it's going to come here in the next ninety days, pretty fierce and fast. If uh, if you ask me, so uh, all that and more coming up on the podcast. The podcast brought to you every single day by the Oxford Exxon Highway Six West in Oxford. Lunch specials, they change every day, but every day they are five sixty nine, two sides, bread, any size fountain drink. Get the large one because otherwise you're just losing money because you get more drink for the uh, the same price. With the big fountain drink, they got the 49-cent fill-ups there at the uh, Oxford Exxon. You can uh, quench your thirst pretty cheap there, under 50 cents for one of those uh, as well. They got the ribs, and they got donuts throughout Mississippi, Brookhaven, Clinton, more soon. Homemade donuts every single morning. Take advantage of that if you're in those areas. A lot of varieties, a lot of flavors. And you can get your day started with a little sugar and a donut from Clinton or Brookhaven. And again, coming to you from the Clark Ford studio. Yeah, and a reminder to the guys in Clinton, I know this is kind of an off week probably. You're probably not doing your off-season program. This is a really good week to fuel up for uh, the coming workouts. And the best way to do that is donuts and a 64-ounce Coke. So uh, load up on on that by 12, and uh, I'll make sure they give you a 13th for free, and I'll pay for it there at Clinton. It's if you play soccer for Clinton High School. You're welcome, Coach. I'm just looking out for your team. Uh, we're brought to you from the Clark Ford Studios. Clark Ford in Amory, Mississippi, 662. Oh, my God. I'm going to 257-1900. Literally, I was going to forget the number. 257-1900. <laughs> 
don't need the number. I've got Corey Cell. I just call Corey. 257 I just go, hey, Siri, don't, don't do it. I have to say, hey. She's like, yes. Um, anyway, Clark Ford, Amory, Mississippi, 662-257-1900. Call that number. Ask for my buddy Corey. Tell Corey what Ford product you're looking for. He'll send you a quote within 15 minutes in business hours. It's right to the bottom line. There's no hassle, no haggle. You get your quote. The rest completely up to you. You can shop that quote around. You can do what I've done. What I recommend that you do. That's hop into a Clark Ford today. Again, 662-257-1900. A guest will join on the MyPerfectFranchise.net hotline. If you're a displaced corporate executive or you're wanting to put your career in your own hands, you're an experienced entrepreneur looking to diversify, Andy Ludeke can help. He owns multiple franchises and businesses and uses his expertise to help others find their American dream through a very thorough and free consultation process. So call Andy, put your life and your career in your own hands. It's 100% free, so you've got nothing to lose. Find your perfect franchise at myperfectfranchise.net. Contact Andy anytime at Andy at MyPerfectFranchise.net or 404-973-9901. What is, uh, just reading here, you and I, I mentioned this to you before we started the show a minute ago. What is involved when these coaches commit really basic NCAA rules violations and they have to go through rules training? That's what we need the the jury duty type comedy skit on is what what the rules training looks like for uh, coaches who are in violation of these Stupid NCAA policies. I'm going to guess that it means they have to go sit with compliance for 15 minutes. And be and, and hit the, on top of the hand a few times. And the guy or girl in compliance goes, I'm going to do this. Don't yell at me. I'm doing this. I'm, I'm doing this because I have to. Do not yell at me. I have to document this on a memo later and, and send I, it somewhere. I, I need to read these three paragraphs to you. And you acknowledge that you heard them. And we're all going to move on with our day. And then you can leave and dog cuss me, but <laughs> don't do it to my face. Yeah, reading here. And this is this is peak May when nothing else is going on season. Every a lot of beat writers at traditional media outlets do this around the country. Is you file the FOIs and get the rules violations from the NCAA over the course of the past year, um, and just kind of see what's in there. And occasionally it's something that's fairly interesting. But Ole Miss, uh, at least from a violation standpoint, has been a uh, a, a good boy over the uh, over the past year. David Eckert, the Clarion Ledger, says um, only three violations obtained by the Clarion Ledger via an open records request, and they were all lab- labeled level three violations, the uh, least serious classification. So pretty non-newsy item there. But all the punishments were rules training for the uh, offending staff member or coach that was involved in that. So I, I feel sorry for the compliance people that were forced to. <laughs> that couldn't have been fun. <laughs> yeah, the second football violation centered around a transfer, something that's become central to Lane, you know, old Mrs. Idella, something about a waiver. I mean, there was a meal with the softball program that the staff accidentally paid for for $38.20. <laughs> that had to be repaid. Um, and I'm sure shut it down. A letter saying, I'm sorry, in that. Um, and then, yeah, apparently someone competing competed in a game prior to having their eligibility restored by the Student Athlete Reinstatement Committee, whatever the hell that is. Um, but he was reinstated with no withholding and no repayment because he demonstrated a lack of culpability in the underlying violation, according to the document. So, all's well that ends well there with uh, with with that. So, we're 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 in that time of year. We get we get the NCAA stuff. You get. All the football predictions that don't make sense heading in, you start getting there. There's a script to May and June on how you get through the month. I saw where my buddy Trey Biddy 
I try to. Used to work for us with rivals. He's now covering Arkansas for two four seven. He did best case, worst case for every SEC West team. Was that, actually, that's one. It was actually good. Was it? I was like, damn though. I don't want to. Sh- I don't want to shoot that bullet on May the twenty third. That feels a little early. A little early to fire that shot, but I get it. You're hunting. You're hunting. Well, especially if you work for a quota site. Like, I, I bet you... Because it'll get interest, too. It'll get some movement. Yeah. I, my guess is that if Trey were still with, were with Rivals, he would have saved that for right before media days. Oh, that's true. Because it just doesn't matter right now. Damn, a truck with a big trailer just came flying over They hit that, that speed, speed bump. bump. Just almost accelerated his way into you it. Ha- you, you can admit it. You hope axles fall out. Oh, absolutely. Don't you? I'm, like on, you, I'm you, on the you, record. You kind of hope the axle just comes straight out of the vehicle at that point. I want, I want chaos. <laughs> I want it to look like a scene from Jack Ryan. <laughs> you want to hear boo, 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 oh, and it just stops right there. I don't want anybody to get like, hurt. Yeah, yeah, sure. But like, the whole idea of like the trailer turning upside down, I'm all in. The trailer turning upside down. I would go out and document it. I'd be like, hey, are you okay? And the moment the guy was okay, I'm like, okay, I'm filming. Because <laughs> you're a moron. They're pretty severe speed bombs, but I mean, you it doesn't to. take. Well, it's, yeah, if yeah. you didn't, it, this would be a speedway. Would it? Oh, I mean. Is it, it anyway? It was a speedway. Ask me how the rules about the construction people aren't supposed to use this road to get to that area back there, how that went. Yeah, there's signs and stuff. Yeah. Those rules were not obeyed. I saw, we're always, <coughs> sorry, we're always wondering this. I saw a list uh, this morning, speaking of, so give the, I, I guess give Gannett credit here, I don't know, or USA Today, I don't know who it was. Um, they listed the 14 baseball coaching salaries in the SEC. Mm-hmm. Um, I just happened to notice this and the disparity. And this is why I didn't, I don't think Alabama can grab some of those people that has been talked about with Bohannon's current situation. And I'm going to go through the specifics here, but I'll just quickly run through these because somebody might find it interesting. And it's almost kind of under lock and key a little bit most years. So I give them credit for uh, combing through what takes a good bit of fat and different ways to, to figure these numbers out. Um, Tim Corbin last year made $2.44 million um, to lead the country, obviously. Uh, that included a little bit of a withheld payment from a previous year or something. His normal salary is not that high. It's typically 2 to 2-1, two so he got a little extra compensation through something that had been deferred um, through his salary. But Tim Corbin at Vanderbilt, $2.44 million. Mike Bianco, $1.625 after the uh, $450,000 raise last year that put him from uh, – Around one point two to uh, one six two five here this season. Uh, Jim Schlossnagel at Texas A and M one point five eight million dollars to go number three. Um, Tony Vitello one point five million dollars at Tennessee. Dave Van Horn one point three five million dollars at Arkansas one three five there for Dave. Kevin O'Sullivan one point two nine million dollars. The uh, the Gators that that has come up a good bit in recent years as he's been wanted by other programs. Florida was not paying a ton for a long time, but that's more uh, in line with his success there. Chris Lamonis one two seven five at Mississippi State um, contract that looks very similar to Mike's because of the IHO and the mm-hmm. rules in Mississippi and the way that you have to finagle that in some different ways. Also, Lamonis didn't take as big of a raise 
after his national title, it was offered because they paid Jet Gotro, the assistant at State, a lot of money to stay as an assistant. So okay. he distur- he he distributed a good bit of his raise to his staff members. Gotcha. Um, following that, to try to help in that way, LSU Jay Johnson one point two five million dollars. Got a feeling that's going to go up at some point here uh, here soon. Very soon in Baton Rouge. Auburn Butch Thompson one point two five million dollars. That's a lot of money Auburn's paying a baseball coach, considering the attendance and the money that comes back into that program. They are. They are willingly operating at a pretty good net loss um, there on the planes to pay him one two five, but they care about baseball. I they, mean, do. They, they, they do. They do. It's part they, of their identity. They like it. Mm-hmm. So, Bama's uh, deal is not can they afford it? It's do they, do they want, want to afford, afford it? it? Yeah, of course. Uh, Scott Strickland at Georgia. This is this is funny. So you've got that list, okay, and then you have this, and there's a couple that are a little surprising on here. Scott Strickland at Georgia, six hundred fifty-five thousand dollars. So you fall oh. from one two five to six fifty-five. Wow, it's a big fall off because Georgia can pay it, and just they've been good. You, just tells you they're like, look, man, a place that has been really, really good. Just don't at times don't get in trouble. Just, and, and that's the answer. You know, we're always going. Why is Georgia not elite? Because they don't care. They, they, they they're not putting enough in it to be elite. Right. Because all the foundations there, Georgia should be phenomenal at college baseball. They just don't really care about it. Mm-mm. Enough to invest. It's a team who played for the national title in 08. He's been in yeah. Omaha a good bit. He's been there for a long time. Uh, Yeah, a little bit now. Yeah, sure. Yeah. So, in other words, they've told him, look, win some. It's okay. He's been there since, I think, the year after he took Kent State to the College World Series, whatever year that was. Win so. some. It's okay if you lose some. Just don't get in trouble. South Carolina will pay for the right guy, but they really make you prove it there. Uh, Mark Kingston, $600,000 in South Carolina. Tells you that they have might have the best balance sheet in the SEC because they feel it. The attendance is good. It's yeah. a big park. Yeah. They really care, but they're only paying $600,000. And they'll host, I think. I think they're a host. Yeah. yeah. RPI 6. Yeah, they'll host. Yeah, I think they're in good shape to host. Uh, Kentucky, Nick Mingione. Five hundred seventy-five thousand in Lexington. There, that's not surprising. That's about no, what you about, would expect. Yeah. Um, and then Alabama, Brad Bohannon, five hundred thousand dollars prior to getting fired. So I just don't see them going over six fifty seven hundred. I, I just don't. I, I you can't convince me they're about to go. Nope, we're going to pay seven figures and really try to go after this thing. I'd be surprised. I, I, they can. They've got it. Just it's a matter of whether they want to spend it. Yeah, I mean, and not. then if you bring somebody in, they're going to want a lot of NIL money. And NIL money there is dedicated to two other sports. Mm-hmm. Choices. I'm, Every athletic department makes them in some way. They have to. Everyone. You know, I was talking to Ryan Brown the other day uh, with the next round, and he was talking about how this week rolls around in Hoover, and there's pressure on them to do college baseball oh is it really yeah and he's like we haven't done it all year we're not suddenly start now you know last year he was auburn made the college world series and so everybody's like where's the coverage and he's like god we haven't covered it all year i don't know <laughs> what do you what do you want us to do and, and yeah. so you know it's just it shows you market differences there there's not an interest over there for them to go do that whereas if old miss and state were there richard and them would go hang out all week it's the weird thing about it for that state, and again, no one, I'm not going to go too far down this road because nobody cares, but when I was getting started covering Auburn, both Auburn and Alabama were really good. That was Jim Wells was at Alabama and Hal Baird was at Auburn. Mm-hmm. And we really had to cover it. Like if we missed a game, people lost it in the paper. You know, you had to cover it. And 
we even traveled some with with baseball, and it just two decades later the interest there has overall as a state has waned. I mean, there was a time when I mean, you know, South Alabama was good under Steve Kittrell, and and there was real pressure to cover all of it. I mean, we had a lot of college baseball in the paper, almost to the point where you're like, man, this is oversaturation. Mm-hmm. But those days pass. Things things change. And then number 14, Missouri, Steve Beezer, $475,000.08. Eight cents? Yeah, on his contract there. Well, considering he's kind of giving them their money's they're, worth. Because they're, they're not horrible. Not and, good. And I think that's the goal. Just don't be don't be an embarrassment. The disparity between them and whoever you want to consider the thirteenth job is so wide that anything he does postseason wise is a complete cherry on the top of what they're doing there. I mean, yeah. weather, location, facilities, money, everything. They got to Hoover though. They're there. They're they're in Hoover. They're hanging out. They'll play today at some point. They typically have an arm, and Luke Mann, their best offensive player, is a freaking beast. They, they're in a big enough area where they do get some players through just sort of their location. and I mean, it's not like Missouri doesn't care about baseball. They just care about professional baseball. Yeah, I mean, the Cardinals and the Royals are right there. And as much as it pains me to say this, the Cardinals <laughs> have a huge fan base. And there's, only, there's just only so much emotional capacity for people. I mean, I've said that before. It's true. You, you, you can't be a diehard fan of like eight teams. It doesn't work. You can't like be that. a diehard fan of all four sports, even if you lived in a city and followed mm-hmm. all four. You no. can follow them. Yeah. But you're not going, oh, God, I don't sleep tonight because so and so, so and so. You're typically going to pick one. Um, This is a stat that people always find interesting. But um, Mike Bianco, I'm doing quick math here, makes more than at least 11 Major League Baseball managers. Um, Managers don't necessarily make a ton of money relative to the sport right. that they are covering. Um, 11 MLB managers make less than $1.5 million, including the Cardinals, um, Marmel, uh, and Rocco Baldelli, um, two of them. Uh, let's see. Yeah, so at least four SEC coaches make more than one-third of Major League Baseball managers. Fun yeah. with numbers. Yeah, I mean – it's why Tim Corbin, there's always been some rumors about him going to the bigs, but he does take a pay cut. Why? <laughs> I mean I mean he's not getting fired. He never wakes up and goes, you know, if we lose this weekend, I'm in trouble. Nope. Yeah. Uh yeah, the ESPN doc on Ole Miss uh came out last night. It debuted, uh showed a couple times. And I, I saw a little bit and I'm not speaking to anybody because I know this is a very small percentage, but it's people talking about why wasn't this in it or why doesn't this in it. I mean, look, I beats me, but here's the deal. You gotta remember, believe that Ole Miss did was for a centralized Ole Miss audience to give in depth stuff and go on and on and on and really show a lot of behind the scenes stuff. That last night and as you'll watch it whenever, it's that's a national audience documentary that lasts one hour they can't hit everything they're glossing they're trying to be very very mainstream for a much larger audience than a centralized niche um portion of the country so that that's why i actually thought they did a really good job of hitting things enough to at least tell you that happened without focusing on it and then moving forward i thought that they did a uh, they did a pretty good job with it overall um considering that so anyway yeah that was that's that's the 
they were kind of people comparing it to believe completely different goals that they would have with those two documentaries, even though they're following the same topics. Different audiences. I haven't seen it, but different audiences. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Completely. That's something that sometimes I always hate saying stuff like this because it feels like it's critical. It, it's not. Sometimes fans just don't understand that, like the regional broadcast has a different audience in mind than the home team broadcast. Mm -hmm. Hit the basics. When they send, when they send Tom Hart and, and uh, David DeLucci or whatever to a game, they're like, you're broadcasting. They're they're trying to appeal to a a more regional audience Mm -hmm. than, than, Hey, just this is Mississippi state versus LSU. Let's focus on these two teams and and nothing else. They're trying to build, and it's like, look, yes, the SEC network is in bed with the schools. I mean, this is business wise. I yeah, mean, sure. so it actually probably is a credit to them to some extent that they even did give some time to, hey, Mike was on the edge of getting fired and all those things. Cause you, I mean, had they glossed over it, you wouldn't have been shocked. I mean, doing that to any level was probably more than you could have, have happened in that situation with that documentary as is. So I don't know. Anyway. It's there. Um, and they're also trying to set up some college baseball interest now that the postseason begins. That's part of it. Yeah, there's a reason it comes out the week of the SEC tournament. Yeah, yeah. Whenever. You know. You're, also, they're expecting rain every time, so it's an easy hour. They can kill during rain delays. Yeah, for sure. Hey, throw it on and wait on the tarp to come off there in suburban Birmingham as the as the week goes on. There, I, I, I did watch with a little bit of fear last night because you say a lot of stuff in early March before they start losing a lot of games, and you kind of go, I know it was about last season, but it's like, you're going to look like an idiot. Like You're going to say something that probably is not true at all now, three months later. Um, you don't remember, and it's mm-hmm. like, hmm, okay. It's like, it was a little bit of, a little bit of nervousness through that last night. No, you probably night. tempered it some because I think deep down you didn't think this was going to be more than a mediocre team. Yeah, you didn't go in there and go, oh, my God, that is the path to them to go to Omaha 10 years in a row. You know what I mean? Right. You're not doing that. It's right. very centralized to, to whatever. So Anyway, hit some more topics after the break. What did I tell you about GNM Pharmacy? 662-236-2222. They deliver locally in the Oxford area, and they offer MedSync. Fear prescriptions the same day each month and take care of you. One trip to the pharmacy. One delivery, and you have everything you need when you need it with GNM. So whether it's Tyson Drugs in Holly Springs or GNM in Oxford, make one call. Let them transfer your medications really easily. They take care of the rest. Again, that's 662-236-2222. We are uh, also brought to you by Walk-On's Sports Bistro. Walk-On's puts everything they've got into bringing you game day with the taste of Louisiana. Dig into their mouthwatering made from scratch. Louisiana cuisine, po'boys, gumbo, voodoo shrimp. 70-plus TVs, 40-plus ice-cold beers on tap. Check them out in Oxford or Ridgeland today. Are you vacationing on Florida's Emerald Coast this summer? Whether you're staying on 30A or Pensacola Beach or anywhere in between, check out Captain Lee Comerford with Salty Lab Charters, licensed and insured. He offers custom excursions such as dolphin watching along Destin Beaches, Crab Island sandbar experiences, sunset cruises, echo tours, and much, much more. He's an Ole Miss grad, an Air Force veteran, has more than 30 years of boating experience along Florida's Emerald Coast. All trips are private to your group, so check him out on Instagram or book today at saltylabcharters.com. Please use uh, the code REBELGROVE20 to save 20% uh, off your uh, trip. 
The code is valid until the end of May and can be applied to any charter booked in 2023. Lake Hill Motors in Corinth, Mississippi is a family-owned dealership in operation for more than 60 years. They have a service department with more than 100 years of combined experience. If you're looking for motorcycles, four-wheelers, side-by-sides, scooters, generators, wave runners, lawnmowers, compact tractors, and more, Lake Hill has it from Honda, Yamaha, Bobcat, Hyson, KO, and other name brands. Contact Michael McCullough in Corinth at 662-871-6918 or visit him in person at 2003 Highway 72 East Annex in Corinth. Mention that you heard about Lake Hill on the podcast. Your first oil change on your new purchase is free. The College Corners, your one-stop rebel shop. Two locations in the Jackson area in Ridgeland. It's next to Fleet Feet. In Flowood, it's next to Half Shell. If you don't live in Jackson, it's okay. Go to collegecornerstore.com. Plus, you can find them on Facebook and Instagram. They have the largest selection of Rebel gear in central Mississippi. And we're brought to you by Comer Heating and Air, Southern Air Conditioning and Heating, different names. Same great products and services. If you live in Oxford, Batesville, Tupelo, or the surrounding area, call Comer 662-801-1777. If you live in Hernando, Memphis, Olive Branch, that area, get in touch with the people at Southern 662-429-4429. A-Stock is a Nashville-based online retail company with the mission to provide customers the power to name their price. All items start at just $1. That's right. Every item starts at just $1, no matter what the retail value may be. Shop now at astock.bid. That's astock.bid, A-S-T-O-C-K dot B-I-D, or download their app. Name your price on thousands of items from big-name retailers. A-Stock has multiple locations around Nashville, as well as Memphis, uh, Indiana, and more coming soon that offer lo- local pickups, so don't miss out. Spring is here. It's time to refresh your outdoor spaces. Heavenly Sunshine Property Services, your go-to professional power washing. From your home's exterior and sidewalks to your deck and patio, the team has the experience and, exper- and equipment to get the job done right with their advanced power washing techniques and attention to detail. They remove dirt, grime, and mildew to reveal a fresh and clean surface. They've been serving the Mid-South for four decades their commercial and residential property maintenance includes power washing, soft watch roof applications, facade cleaning, and window cleaning. So contact them today and get ready to enjoy a brighter, cleaner outdoor living space. That's HeavenlySunshine.com or give Sandy a call at 662-342-1203. To book your free estimate today, use the code MPW10 for a 10% discount. So how do you pronounce the new Big Ten Commissioner's name? I think it's Petiti. Is it Petiti? I think so. That's what I assumed, but I wasn't 100% sure. In the event that we're wrong, he's got bigger problems. Yeah, we're not his issue today. Um, just like to try to be correct when possible. Uh, again, this is from yesterday. We teased it to the end of the show. Pete Thamel, ESPN, writing this. A couple other people contributing, but I don't have their names in front of me right now. It doesn't really matter. Um, not everything perfect in Big Ten land, as they uh, obviously are always looped into the SEC. And it's, I thought this was an important story even in a perception way, because I do think sometimes we talk about, and and look, I mean, the Big Ten and the SEC are far ahead of everybody else. They're the ones everybody wants in. I'm not not disputing that in any way. But we never really talk about some issues going on in those conferences because you look at just the much bigger issues going on throughout the country and everywhere else, ACC and Pac-12 especially. I mean, you see this this morning that the Pac-12 is essentially going into a hiring freeze in some different ways because of some, some lack of resources that are available there. We'll get to that when the time comes. But Big Ten having problems with sort of communication, with getting contracts finalized, part of this is 
Petiti potentially making mistakes. This is some of Kevin Warren leaving over that not get done oh, almost exclusively is, on Kevin Warren. This is almost all on yeah. Kevin Warren. That they, Kevin Warren, the great hero who tried to shut down the 2020 football season. They and by the way, they're having to pay back that. Yeah, that's where I'm going with this. Is they, they announced a ton of numbers that were not contractually finalized in any way. And now the schools are looking up and going, hold on a minute. You said this, you mm-hmm. promised this, and this is where we're at, and none of these things are done. Built some budgets around those numbers. Yeah, and those are completely not there. Um says here that Petiti prioritized the official completion of the massive television contract worth more than $7 billion negotiated by Kevin Warren. The issue may, be, may have seemed like a mere formality, but complications to the much-celebrated deal arose soon after he accepted the job. He, uh, they called it yesterday, or Petiti called it horse trading, according to multiple sources to get the NBC primetime deal finished and figure out the network calls outstanding issues in order to uphold as much value as possible. There's uh Thamel calls it a trail of unhappy athletic directors, seeing money disappearing from the bottom line, frustrated television executives and big name coaches irked about the lack of transparency and details that weren't communicated to them. So among the things here, as we kind of break this down, Schools found out they're going to have to pay back nearly $40 million to Fox because, according to sources, Warren delivered NBC the Big Ten football title game in 2026 without the full authority to do so. This all unfolded under the complicated backdrop of the Big Ten conference not actually controlling the rights to to the inventory of this latest deal. The Big Ten network does, which is is majority owned by Fox. So... They promised NBC something they did not have control over at all. Fox did. So they have to pay Fox off to make that happen. They got to pay $25 million total for a deal to pay Fox back for the 2020 football game lost inventory, as Neil just mentioned. This came after an arrangement between Fox and the conference that was unable to muster the lost revenue from the COVID-19 season. There's tens of millions of dollars of value of the NBC primetime deal in flux. It's Petiti has been racing to ensure it keeps as much of the original value as possible. Historically, in the Big Ten, after the first weekend in November, schools are not required to play night games for myriad reasons, health, recovery, campus logistics among them. These were known in league circles as tolerances, and prior television contracts accounted for them. Um, multiple sources told ESPN there's been pushback from a number of schools, including Michigan, Ohio State, and Penn State, to play those late November night games under the new contract that loose Petiti to figure out how to uphold a deal for hundreds of millions of dollars for primetime games without cooperation from some of the league's marquee teams for part of the regular season's most important month. When you Big Ten likes day games, they've always figured that out in the past, and essentially he told the league or told the network, yeah, we'll all play night games, go ahead, build your schedule without asking the teams if they're okay in doing so. And I, I'm a little mixed on this one because part of me goes, you're getting a lot of money, shut up and play a game at 7 o'clock. What are we really bitching about here? I think some of it is the logistics, the weather. Yeah, I know it is. I mean, I understand. You, know, you have 100,000 people at a stadium, and it's it's one thing when you can spread ice, at, I mean, spread salt yeah, all yeah. over the roads at, at 5 p.m. as opposed to 11 sure. p.m. Yeah, things we don't worry about in Tuscaloosa or anywhere else. It's different. Yeah. Um, but... And then they've been doing it that way for a long time. You know, I mean, Ohio State, Michigan don't want to play at night. They want to play in the daytime. And I'm, I'm with you. I mean, you're getting paid a lot of money. Do what they're telling you to do. But they're trying not to use the word tradition, but there is a certain <clears throat> tradition to it. But traditions go by the wayside in the new college athletics world. They just do. That's why I don't have a ton of sympathy for the, hey, we must preserve the Alabama-Tennessee rivalry. I'm like, no, I really don't. 
Or if you do, then don't take the money. I mean, right. if that is important, then okay, right. figure it out. Figure right. out what the loss is and take the loss. Right. Okay. It is what it Just is. Just can't be both. Right. It's like patches on the on the uniform. I hate these patches. Well, you didn't hate the money that came from the with the patch. Yeah. If you don't want a patch, you don't have to have you a patch. Don't don't have a sponsor. But that seventy million dollars disappears quickly. So I don't know. I mean, look. Kevin Warren did a bad job. It got glossed over because the media is what the media is. But he made promises that he literally promised the 2025 Big Ten championship game. 2026. 2026, which was 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 belonged to someone else. Yeah. To someone else. Yeah. So someone else goes, hold on. Um, We kind of had dibs on that. (laughs) We own that, actually. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, you know, he's look, I mean, he's the same guy that led the charge to cancel the 2020 season and then backed out, backed out of it in the middle of October. And now mm-hmm. NBC's like, hey, uh, by the way, you owe me money for that, too. We lost a ton of money. Now, so, I don't feel sorry for NBC because yeah, they sure. were still fanning the flames of the, the, the whole deal. But contractually, they're owed the money. Yeah. So a lot of these Big Ten schools are losing Five, six million dollars each to go back to that, and that money's been spent. I'm a little bugged by them calling it tolerances. I know it's a small thing, but it's kind of bothering me. NBC was surprised, and I was surprised, said Michigan Athletic Director Ward Manuel. We had not discussed, and I had not discussed with anyone in the league to change the tolerances we'd agreed upon years ago. Within the industry, the expectation was that all schools would play in prime time. The fault here is with the administrators on campus, said another industry source. How did the presidents, chancellors, and athletic directors not know this? The universities all signed off on the deal. It's fair. Yeah. There was a lack of transparency. They all said okay, and then... There was a lack of transparency. There was a lack of communication. And then, you know... There was never the long-form contract that puts everything spilled out. They just kind of had this, like, a term sheet. That they got. Penn State will play on the road in a short week on Black Friday against Michigan State, a game that was scheduled before Penn State agreed to it. Ohio State will host Michigan State on November 11th, the latest ever home night game in Ohio State history, which is viewed as another concession to help the league through this moment. That's what we're walking through right now, an industry source said of Petiti. Tony's trying to save it, and what Penn State and Ohio State are doing is trying to minimize the losses. Yeah. Both going, okay. And ultimately, that's what's going to happen because the money's going to yeah, win out. Yeah, they have out. no choice. Because the money is point. going to win out. It does make you wonder how aggressive the Big Ten will be in terms of expansion. I guess my question, and maybe this is answered in here, and I'm not going to read the whole story to people. Go read it and, and see this. Is Warren did all this negotiating using the Big Ten title game as leverage without having any ownership of it? How was that not stopped throughout the process, though? I mean, nobody was... I mean, Kevin Warren wasn't the only human that knew this was going on. I don't know. Everybody just assumed that he had talked to Fox. I mean, like... It, I'm guessing. Look, just because you have a title doesn't yeah, mean you're yeah, smart. Yeah, yeah, I get it. Just, and Kevin Warren was kind of untouchable in that league. I mean, there were people in that league that thought the decision to shut down the football season in August of 2020 was absolutely ludicrous. But if you said it, you got labeled, and so they didn't. 
man, what a damn bullet got dodged. Do you realize how much damage could have been done to college athletics, to budgets? If the 2020s, if Greg Sankey goes, you know what? All right. You're right. We just can't do it. Shut it down. Because if Greg Sankey says that, the ACC shuts down, the Big 12 shuts down, the Sun Belt shuts down, everybody shuts down, there is no season. And the other ones don't start back, obviously, yes. No season. People will never fully comprehend how close they were to that moment. Catastrophic budget losses. I'm, I'm not sure it's recoverable. I think they would still be digging their way out. And I'm, I'm telling you, it was close. The pressure on Sankey to make that call was immense. That's why I have, I have just oodles of respect for the man. I know there are people that do that he has favorites or whatever. I, I don't know. I'm not going to sit here and tell you he does or doesn't. I, I, I'm not inside the man's head. But I have an incredible amount of respect for the backbone that it took in the summer of 2020 to stand up to that noise because it was intense then I, I don't think it's completely outrageous to say that Greg Sankey sort of saved the sport saved college athletics no question that he saved sports because if you had lost an entire football season some stuff would have had to go you would have had to mainstream it you would have had to clean it up no question yeah, you couldn't have kept everything status quo. Nope. For sure. No, no, nope. no, no, no. Absolutely not. So those are the big things. Uh, some of the smaller things, I see Tom Izzo is pissed off because of so many games are being streamed but not televised anywhere. Um, okay, for sure, whatever. Um, when NFL games are starting to be streamed only, I don't have a lot of sympathy for that, frankly. Um, I just, so that doesn't, it's just where we're headed. Yeah. Everybody's going to have to... That's a little yelling at cloud. Everyone's um, going to have to figure it out and embrace it. It's where we're headed. I mean, there's a question in my mailbag that I haven't even fully answered yet, but it's about the streaming rights for uh, the broadcast rights for baseball now that these the Bally yeah. RSNs are going under. Right. I think you're going to see more and more teams go, hey, we're going to put our games on them. On an a la carte streaming app. That's where they're headed. And you can decide what you want to watch and what you don't want to watch. And there's just more and more. That went from good idea to, frankly, our streaming getting so carried away so mm -hmm. fast. Yeah. I mean, I think it was the Yankees. You have to have four different streaming services to see their next five games. Something like that. It's nuts. I mean, you end up paying three times what you were paying for cable if so you, you try to just get it all. So if you want to see every Yankee game, mm -hmm. okay? Or let's say the Cubs. Yeah, whatever. Just Cubs. Doesn't matter. If I want to see every Cubs game, I got to have the Major League Baseball package. I've got to have Fubo or, or something like Fubo. Yeah. I've got to have Apple TV Plus. I think that's it. Maybe one more thing. That's just to see the Cubs every day. And that's not to get the Cubs broadcast every day. Because when the Cubs play the Reds, the Braves, or the Cardinals, I'm going to get their broadcast, which is fine. I mean, first world problems. When they play on Apple, I've, I've, I've got to get Apple. Oh, and ESPN. I've got to have access to ESPN somehow, some way. I guess Fubo would cover that as well. 
You're asking a lot of people. But that's where we're going. So you better make sure your product's good. But that's absolutely coming with uh, with with college sports. The, Tom Izzo was complaining about games being streamed only in college basketball, and I was like, "Man, that's that's just where you're headed." Yeah, that's just not getting the climate at this point. Look, some of these are big deals. I mean, it's just kind of close the subject. The, the lack of transparency and communication and basically fool's gold are the main problems that are that permeate through multiple topics. The lack of having the rights to something that you are bidding is malpractice. I mean, that that's that's ludicrous on mm-hmm. every level. Um the night game thing, while I think it's kind of dumb, you have to understand your constituents and what's important to them and not just gloss over it. So it's very important inside that realm of negotiation, even though nationally everybody kind of looks at it and goes, oh, get over yourself. But I get it um, inside their, their scope of what they're saying. Um, what I am curious to see, not to get down this rabbit hole too much, but I am curious to see what this does does this do anything to slow some of the expansion talk? Do people say, hey, before we add more to, uh, issues to our agenda here, let, can we make sure we clear all this up first? Mm-hmm. Or do they say, hey, this is an opportunity, let's strike? And I don't know the answer. And it's going to be one of the big topics at SEC Media Days in July in, in Nashville this year is, hey, where does the TV contract stand? Mm-hmm. What are you doing? What are you planning to do with streaming as we get into the second half of this decade here fairly soon? I mean, SEC meetings start in six days in Dustin. Oh, yeah. It's going to be a monumental topic. I mean, there. literally six days. Yeah. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. 
Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. So, I'll go over that Pac-12 thing. Uh, let's see, I'll, I'll read the statement from Washington State, and then we'll go into break, come back, talk about it. Um, Washington State here, their president, Kirk Schultz, says that Washington State Athletics will have temporary, quote, temporary freeze on all current and future vacant positions until further review, as well as a pause on non-essential travel, purchases, and new professional development because of significant decrease in Pac-12 revenue distribution as a result of overpayments from one of the conference media partners that must be resolved. Relocation of the Pac-12 headquarters out of San Francisco exceeded budget projections as well. Additionally, WSU projects that Cougar Athletics exceeded its expenditures for the year due to inadequate documentation of revenues and expenses. They're coming from uh, Washington State. Several different elements to that. We'll uh, we'll get into that in a second. First, thing about Prime Shrimp. PrimeShrimp.com. Seven different flavors available for you. Everything from a couple of my favorites. The uh, Signature the New Orleans-style barbecue. They've got the full meals in a bag. they got the lemon-cracked pepper. A lot of options there with Prime Shrimp. Remember, they're available in all Rouse's markets, so throughout at least Mississippi, Louisiana, and Alabama, if you see a Rouse's, you can see Prime Shrimp. But more than that, you can get it delivered straight to your door. It's fewer than 10 minutes for easier to plate. Use code RG. Use code RG. Five pouches or more, you get 25% off. So, again, that's code RG with PrimeShrimp.com. Solutions RX is a probiotic multivitamin supplement company created by Ole Miss Pharmacy alum Chris Cornelison. It's pharmaceutical grade manufactured right here inside the U.S. under the highest standards based out of Iuka, Mississippi. If you take diabetes, high blood pressure, or cholesterol medications, they typically cause side effects like muscle pain, brain fog, and energy loss due to a depletion of minerals and vitamins in the body. But Chris formulated a product that's called Prescription Support. It puts those vitamins back into your body, helps with those side effects, helping you stay more compliant in taking your medications and helping you stay healthier over the long term. It's available in local independent pharmacies across the continental U.S., including all across Mississippi, or on their website, solutionsrx.com. Promo code OEP at checkout to get 10% off your first order. It's graduation season. Dead Soxy has your favorite grad's feet covered. Every journey begins with the first step. Make it count and gift your grad premium Dead Soxy socks. Take advantage of 30% off savings or gift a sock subscription that will keep them fresh as they step into their new adventure in style. Visit deadsoxy.com, promo code REBELGROVE for 30% off savings at checkout to style up your favorite new grad. And congratulations to the class of 2023 from Dead Soxy. Game Changer patches are the only two-patch system available in the market to stop hangovers before they start. The warm-up patch used before or while you drink. The overtime patch used after you've been drinking to recover while you sleep. The all-natural ingredients will keep you in the game. Ready for your next play, go to GameChangerPatch.com. Promo code REBELGROVE20 at checkout for 20% off your purchase. 
And we're brought to you by ACS, Automation and Control Systems, LLC. It's a complete electrical control system solution provider, a Rockwell Automation Recognized System Integrator. ACS has a full-time dedicated emergency service and troubleshooting staff and a UL508A panel shop. ACS can custom tailor software packages, custom design electrical control panel solutions, and much, much more. It's uh, ACSLLCMS.com or call 662-601-4381. And we're brought to you by Lamons Fine Jewelry. Lamons open for a few more weeks at 1126 North Lamar Boulevard in Oxford. They serve the Oxford area for more than 75 years. Engagement rings, wedding rings, fine jewelry, whatever. Now's a good time if you're thinking about even holiday gifts. This would be a really good time to go get some of that shopping done at Lamons before Alan and Nancy uh, head into their much-deserved retirement. It's LamonsFineJewelry.com or call them at 662-234-2777. Podcast also brought to you by the Ole Miss Athletics Foundation. You ready for the Grove? Join me at Vaught Hemingway Stadium this fall for the 2023 football season. Order tickets now to participate in the seat selection process. To explore seating options, visit OleMissTicks.com or call them at 662-915-7159 today to help lock the vault. Again, that's OleMissTicks.com, 662 662- Nine one five seven one five nine. So you had that go on with um, Washington State. Just read that a second ago, and then uh, a few other things coming out in relation to that that are not surprises in any way. But uh, the New York Post, I believe, is reporting that uh, ESPN and the Pac twelve are having no substantive t- talks at this time. ESPN passed on Big Ten Sunday ticket, Premier League, Champions League, and MLS. So the idea will completely out be completely out on the Pac-12 is not the least bit surprising. Things can always change, but maybe Pac-12 can figure out a way, a creative way to get involved. But right now, that seems very unlikely. There from the New York Post. Look, if you're paying attention to it, Disney, ESPN, and stuff—they're kind of bleeding money. It's they're the, laying off seven thousand people. It's one company wide. It's one of the reasons that when people talk about SEC expansion, I'm always quick to remind them. I'm I'm unsure about even the contracts as is as time goes on. How do you know ESPN's going to always have five hundred million dollars or a billion dollars or whatever just sitting in the coffers? I mean, what happens if they default? I'm saying, I I don't know. There's a lot of assumptions that go on, and frankly, then you've been blowing up all this other stuff and then have nothing to show for it. Yeah, and you go, God, now we don't have our rivalries or the teams we like playing, and now we don't have the money either. But the Pac-12's done. Yeah, it's over. It's done. I mean, when we your can, answer was we're going to go grab San Diego State and SMU to begin with, come on, it, it's over. And ESPN doesn't want them. They, they, it's not marketable. They, they here's the thing about TV stuff is that you get numbers, you get analytics, you know what sells. There's a reason that ESPN goes. Nope. You know what we're going to do. We're going to stay right here in the SEC. It's easier to sell advertising in this part of the country. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm trying really hard not to go political on some of this stuff, but it. it well, it's not really political. I mean, but every, California but the day, doesn't like is, college football the same way. No, period. I right. mean, so you know, so you're you're not getting that audience. I mean, if you're selling Dodgers broadcast, sure, but you're not. It's college football. Yeah, I don't care. question is how long do they try to hold on or what does that look like or where even do their damn games get on TV? Well, look, the moment that Oregon and Washington get an invitation to be in any of these other leagues, 
stepbrothers in the in the um, Big Ten. Big Ten, they're going to take it. The moment that Arizona, Arizona State, Colorado, and Utah have a firm invitation and, Big 12. and look at the Big 12 numbers and go, okay, that's good. They're going to do it. And then it's over. There's nothing left. And so Stanford and Cal and schools like that are probably staring at Independence or the Mountain West or, hey, this isn't worth doing anymore. Which may be the answer. And at Washington State, which is going to get left in the cold, they're looking at this and going, okay, well, the days of us actually having money are over. We've got to start cutting the fat. And what was lost in that is they also made a bunch of issues themselves. They they had bad accounting on their own regard, too. Yeah. Well, and So they had internal and external issues. And they're, it's possible they're going to lose a very expensive lawsuit involving their former football coach. Um, that was an issue of their own making. Oh, yeah. I mean, that was politics on their end. People could say, don't talk about politics. Well, they're the ones that got political. If the football coach had not been vaccinated, would anything have been different there? No, it's cost them. It cost them a lot of money. Money that I'm not. Well, I mean, I guess you get into the academic side of it, but yeah, and, and whatever. I mean, that's and 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 that's the last domino to fall. Is you've got a lot of Pac-12 people who the apologists, the proponents of the Pac-12, they go, yes, but any association we have with these other schools helps research dollars, sure. academic things, all sure. those things. I guess I'm not convinced that it does to the level that people think. I mean, are you? No one's choosing Stanford because they're in the Pac-12. If you're going into their neuroscience department, which is why you know what I mean. Yes, like, which you're is going why. because they're really good in neuroscience. You know right? where I'm going here. If you're in Chapel Hill or Charlottesville and you've spent all these years telling yourself, well, you know, if we associate with that riffraff and the SEC, we're going to take a step down academically. But I mean, even the media does it. I mean, you saw, I saw. I don't know who it was. It was one of the site, one of the sites, twenty four seven or on three or somebody. I don't know. And they did a list of ACC schools and where the best fit was for them. And several of them they chose Big Ten. They go because their academic reputation. It's like, well, yeah, but that's just tone deaf. It's like Vanderbilt seems fine, not aware that they're having problems. Well, here. Texas cares about its academic reputation. Yeah. What did it do? Yeah, Florida's been in the SEC for a minute. Mm-hmm. Pretty hard to get into Georgia. Yeah, North Carolina is not suddenly going to fall academically because they joined the SEC. UVA wouldn't fall <laughs> off the academic map. Yeah. Oh, there would be some people there that are like, I can't believe we're associating with Mississippi State. Yeah. And then the AD would just go, did you see the paycheck? Because uh-huh. we can't get that anywhere else. Mm-hmm. And the truth is that from an attendance standpoint, it would be huge. Huge. If Tennessee started coming to and Florida started coming to Charlottesville for games, think that would draw a little better than that Wake game does. I'm guessing. Of course, it's it. It's it, I don't know. It's the Pac-12 dominoes are the first to fall, and when they fall, I think it's going to lead to people saying, "Okay, we can't do this anymore. We we cannot we cannot risk getting caught in that situation." And again, though, we we'll get back to the other, and and if I'm one of these teams, I'm kind of in a hurry because I'm worried about these contracts not living up to what you thought they would be. Oh, that's. I mean, there's going to be outs in those that, hey, we get into some financial viability issue. What happens? It's not today. But you have to, at least if you're Greg Sankey and 
Petiti and all these people look up and go, hey, I know we're the cash cows. I get we're probably the the protected class here, but at the same time, are we worried about the fact that they're laying off 7,000 people? I mean, just saying. I would be. I mean, it's said in the stream by Ginger. I mean, the only part of Disney that is making money are theme parks right now. That's it. Everybody else is losing inside the, inside the Disney core. Well, and ESPN's going to an a la carte streaming service. Which is another problem. I mean, maybe it works. Maybe it doesn't. I don't know. There's a lot of people in this country who don't but watch But it won't sports. work to the level that it worked on cable when it was just guaranteed money and the greatest thing of all time from a business standpoint. It's what kept all the, a lot of those networks in business. Yeah, because it was just built in. Yeah, no The bundles. Yeah, nobody realized because they don't look at their cable bill itemized that they were paying more for ESPN than any other channel. I mean, I'll go political here. If, if you told Fox News and MSNBC you couldn't be part of the bundles anymore, mm-hmm. how confident are they in their deals? I mean, less confident they would be today. Yeah, sure. CNBC. Yeah, whomever. Bloomberg. Mm-hmm. I mean, the list goes on. Hey, you're on your own now. You guys can't team up and make everybody pay seventy nine ninety nine a month for you. I have a new appreciation for just C-SPAN now. I'll just watch it. Don't talk to me. Um, and so ESPN, yeah, some GJG says they'll probably cost $40 a month. And sports fans will pay it. But there are a lot of people in this country that aren't going to pay $40 no. a month to watch sports. They don't care that much about sports. 40 bucks a month for ESPN. I bet he's he or she is right. No, I'm not... Uh, I mean, I look at that number. Because I mean, I pay more than I like for Hulu for my live TV, but I I get the whole channel package. I'm, that's what sure. I pay for my cable, if you will. I'm sure. using quotes for non-stream people. Well, I guess the gamble what they're, what they're gambling is is that you won't pay for Hulu anymore. You'll just have five or six a la carte things, and you'll just watch the five or six things you like and nothing else. But the problem with that is that takes everybody to do it. I know. Because until everybody does it, well, I've still got to have Hulu if I want the Food Network and the Golf Channel and whatever else. Right. I don't know. I guess the gamble is that, and I don't know the inside. I would love to sit in the room and talk to these people, but maybe what they're saying is, "Hey, young people, don't watch." Because I pay probably zero to ten dollars or twelve dollars for a lot of freaking streaming that I don't even want to see or know because sure. it'll, it'll freak me out. Netflix now is eighteen, twenty bucks a month, something like that. Something like that, nineteen. I think. Okay, somewhere yeah. in there. Mm-hmm. Pay that, whatever. HBO Max, pay that, whatever that is. Fifteen. Yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, and then Hulu has gone up in price. Yep. And then whatever the ESPN Plus is, I get ESPN Plus. Yep, I do too. I use my Hulu to get into the other part of ESPN. You got to log in multiple ways depending oh, yeah. on what you're watching, and the it's crazy, antiquated most convoluted app yeah. in the history of apps. Yeah, yeah, I can't stand it. And I'm not even a like I don't subscribe to Peacock because I don't need it. I don't watch anything from there. But I mean, soccer fans are going to get Peacock. I got an NFL game. I got to have Peacock for in the fall. Yep. I get Apple TV for like two shows. I know. When the last is over, I'll cut that. You get care. Amazon Prime so that you can I watch get the Amazon thir- Prime. Thursday night games. Yeah, I have Amazon Prime. Yeah, of course. Because frankly, my shipping's not even guaranteed two day anymore. That's run up into just whenever they want to get it to you these days. Well, if it goes through Memphis, you'll get it if, <laughs> if and when if and when they decide they want you to get it. But I mean, used to you could at least guarantee two day shipping, and I would justify everything in my head that way. Sure. Now it's a suggestion more than a yeah a result. It's like a maybe. Yeah, we'll, we'll try. Yeah. Or we might not try. So I don't know. I mean, I, I just think. I 
I, I don't know what the answer is. I just know that, look, I have, a, I have tons of things available to me. I can watch almost any damn thing I want to watch. So I, I get that. I get the benefit. And I get my selection is more than ever before. I'm with you. I'm also paying more than ever before. You're also paying for things that you never watch. Oh. And so if all of those things went a la carte, how would it be different? Now, I don't know that's where we're headed. I, I have a suspicion. And again, I'm just an old man. I have a suspicion that like young people, my kids' age, college-age kids, I have a suspicion they don't watch any of that stuff. And so it's going, that's the direction it's headed. Because if you told me, I mean, and I could do this, it wouldn't take much. And hey, they, not to interrupt you real quick. Yeah, you're fine. Hey, here's the scary part. If I'm the Greg Sankeys of the world, mm-hmm. young people don't watch live sports. Well, you, you've caused two problems there. It's two things. And then I'll remember what I was going to say. Young people aren't watching as many live sports, so you have a huge problem. The streaming also has completely killed two things that people who are great greatly into sports can't do, which is talk to on Twitter in real time because of the delays mm-hmm. and, and live bet gambling. Mm-hmm. Two huge problems. Massive. As social media is building, the lack of cable, actually it's hurting mm-hmm. because you're not synced with everyone else. Because mm-hmm. I'll, I'll give you an example. It's true. Last night. I don't know why. Again, we do this all the time. I don't, I don't know why I'm repeating myself. I didn't care about the NBA game last night. As in, I had no emotional connection. I wanted Denver to win. I wanted to go ahead and get the sweep. Let's move on. So four seconds left. The Lakers get the ball for the last shot. You're obviously watching too. So LeBron gets the ball. And right before they start the play, I went, yeah, I don't really want to wait on it. I literally opened Twitter. (laughs) I did. I opened Twitter, scrolled, saw the Nuggets had won prior to the play. Wow. Because I'll be honest, and this is where I'm weird. If if you found out LeBron was going to make it, you would have turned the channel. I would not. I, I literally would have muted it and like, Got on my phone for 10 seconds. And that is so stupid because I don't care. But I was pulling for the Nuggets, and I went, I don't want to see the Lakers win. So if they hit a three right here, I, whatever. And then I saw the Nuggets won. I looked up, watched what probably should have been a jump ball, and then watched the game end and move on. So, yeah, it's just – Yes, it's, it's, mask, it's, it's documented. Uh, young kids, young teenagers do not watch sports as much as previous generation teenagers did. They watch on YouTube, and they get highlights. Mm-hmm. They watch reels and such. They do not sit and watch games for hours at the time. same level. No. No, nowhere close. The numbers. Well, because they have more. Ob- I mean, it's, this is not. Yes. This is yes, not it's just complicated. Yeah, no, it's different. Um, that's interesting. Yeah, I don't know why I do it, but I do. My point. My other point I was making was. It's, you know, it's funny since I cut yeah. the cord. I spend a lot less time on Twitter because I don't want it spoiled. I have trained myself that if I care and I really don't want to know, I have to avoid it. And if I really want to know, I'll just open it right before it happens and I'll see because somebody's ahead of me. Yeah. What I was going to say is, and I may do this some this summer just to kind of prove a point to myself. If you said, hey, turn on it right now and everything you watch over the course of a week on TV, write it down. That list would be minute because I watch a lot of YouTube. I watch, uh-huh. I listen to shit tons of podcasts mm-hmm. and I watch a ton of YouTube. For my age, I, I'm sure I'm way high on the bell curve for YouTube. I watch a ton of YouTube. Um, I have my programs, my people, and my videos, and depending mm-hmm. on different topics, and I've curated that to my own interest. Um, actual TV, the random baseball game right now. I watch golf over the weekend. I've been watching Jeopardy Masters at seven o'clock every night because I love Jeopardy. Mm-hmm. 
that literally might be it other than turning on the NFL, the NBA or the NHL playoffs. I'm not sure I watch another thing. And my daughter, who is seven, everything's streamed. She never turns a channel on to watch something. No, no. And, She'll walk and, in and, and go, will. hey, can I watch this? And I have to go find it on Netflix or Prime or whatever it is that we're they, they using. Watch on, they, they watch on demand. Yeah, no, not, hey, I mean, commercials. She's like, what the? Which this? is one of the reasons they don't watch a lot of sports because sports are on a calendar. The game kicks at six. And that's not the way they consume media. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm thinking about it now. Like, what have I, in the last week, what have I watched? I watched uh, Jack Ryan on Amazon. Sure. Yeah, I mean, I've, I, yeah, I, I was counting actual TV programs. Oh, I mean, I've oh. watched like Succession on HBO and stuff like that. Okay. Oh, I'm trying to think then. I'm talking about you have to use your YouTube TV or your Hulu to watch actual TV. Okay. So, sports, and that's it. That's it. Mine is sports and Jeopardy. I have watched the NBA playoffs. I watched some of that four overtime NHL game. Mm-hmm. Um, I watched college baseball because I swore to myself that I would get to the end of the season. And that's hard to do because it's kind of all over the place. And if the ESPN Plus app isn't working, you can't get to some of the games. Sure. And you're like, ah, screw it. Sure. Um, as the Cubs have sucked, I've watched them less. I watched Braves, or not Braves Orioles, Braves uh, Mariners. Yeah, because I was running on the treadmill. Okay, that's it. I mean, I'm in a house. I mean, all day long, I don't turn the TV on. No, I never turn it on. I'll t- like, tonight. I will tonight. I'll turn on. Uh, like last night, I was watching Jack Ryan, and I had Nuggets Lakers on mute, and. When the game got to the fourth quarter, I turned the volume on and watched the fourth quarter. I intended to go to bed because the Lakers were up big, and I was like, well, I'll just turn it off. And then the Nuggets started coming back, and I was like, well, this is going to get interesting. And so I, I watched the fourth quarter of that game. That's it. Yeah, that, that's basically what I did. I saw they were up big at halftime, had not paid attention at all, and then I think I turned it on with eight minutes left and watched the rest, something like that, it's eight, nine minutes. Yeah, it was close. I don't know what the score was at yeah. the time. It was. It was. A, it was good. It was in many ways. It was a, a a game that deserves a lot of conversation. We'll get a lot nationally because the whole LeBron debate gets going, which is just I'm done. I'm 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 I'm, I'm completely spent on the LeBron James debate. <laughs> if if you didn't watch, if you watched LeBron last night, and and your take coming away was, yeah, he's he's nowhere near the goats. I can't help you. You you were making a you don't like him, and therefore you have you have prejudged. Because LeBron, at 38 years old, in a game where, let's face it, he knew he's played in the league long enough, right? LeBron. He knew the odds weren't good last night. They weren't yeah. winning four in a row. Yeah. They weren't going to win and then go to Denver and win and then come back and win and then go back to Denver and win. <laughs> yeah, sure. And that's what it literally would have taken. And for him to put up the first half that he did. At 31 on the first? 30 or 31 in the first mm-hmm. half. And, and and to finish with basically 40 points. 41, 9, and 10, I believe. Something like that. I mean, at, at the age of 38 against – and not only that, he was playing defense against Nikola Jokic and it sometimes against uh, – uh, why am I struggling with names today? I'm tired. Who are we thinking about? Not Aaron Gordon – Jamal Murray. Jamal Murray, thank you. Jeez. I got you. Don't worry about it. Thanks. I mean, 
I don't know why we have to compare all the time. Why we can't just appreciate greatness for what greatness is. I, I don't understand it. What's well, a couple things on that? Jordan didn't do this at 38. Now, that doesn't minimize what Jordan did. Kobe, his last team, I'm a Kobe guy. His last team went like 17 and 65. Mm-hmm. Now, that does not minimize Kobe's career. Kobe was awesome. LeBron's awesome. Okay? LeBron has had an amazing career. It's, an amazing career. What he did last night against a guy who's won two MVPs and could have easily won a third this year if Joel Embiid hadn't had just an amazing second half of the season. A Nuggets team that's been together for a long time, that is built for this moment, that played a phenomenal second half. You know, linking these two together, and you may have seen this this morning too, I think it was the Athletic that had it. Uh, this series is sort of linked to Mellow because they used the Nuggets used one of the picks in the Mellow deal to the Knicks to get Jamal Murray. That's how oh, they ended up wow. with Murray was from a, was a Mellow yeah. pick during the Knicks Nuggets deal there. So, yeah. And, I, I just got, and by the way, for yeah, the people sure. who say the NBA doesn't play defense, that game last night was a testament to NBA defense. Yeah, there wasn't a lot of space last night. Wasn't a lot of space. Um, Aaron Gordon did a really good job on on LeBron late. LeBron was tired. Uh, Jokic did a tremendous job on on Anthony Davis. Yeah, and he got his fifth with like six minutes to go. Yeah, boy, almost got a sixth. I mean, they could have uh-huh. called it and didn't. And then in the last five minutes, and this was I was thinking about this because I'm I'm weird. Sam Presti is the the general manager of the Oklahoma City Thunder has talked a lot about hey we have a young team we have a lot of good we have a lot of good players we have to become more physical. And I thought about those last five minutes when the NBA refs, and I don't have a problem with it. When they put the whistle down. It's kind of put it away. Hey, we're not going to decide this. Mm-hmm. You're going to decide it. I'm cool with that. No, yeah, I don't mind that. A lot of people don't like that. I don't mind that. I don't want the whistle blown with four-tenths of a second on no, a ticky-tack no, call. No, 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 let's, no. let's let them play. That's and, why I didn't mind not calling the jump on LeBron there with a second left. Yeah, like, it, was, it was great team defense yeah it was fine and and uh they knew what was coming they ran defense for it and and um took it away it was it was kind of a passing of a torch moment mm-hmm. in a lot of ways and but that was grown man basketball yeah. i mean that was that was physical basketball and 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 i just kind of thought it was there was like some symbolism in that moment but um that that game did nothing, in my opinion, but enhance LeBron James's legacy. Yeah, got a couple thoughts on that. Hit it after the break. What did I tell you about Northeast Spark? Any SPARC service people across rural communities, two packages, the Ignite, the 100 Mbps, or the Blaze, the one gig that powers the Clark Ford Studio, your hometown team bringing you world-class broadband. That's NESpark.com, 662-238-3159. Phone service, parental controls, network security, a wireless mesh extender, and much more. So to get the best internet in Lafayette County, as well as parts of Union and Pontotoc counties, that's 662-238-3159. Brought to you by Pinnacle. They're based in Jackson, Mississippi. Clients in more than 20 states. Advisors in multiple states. Uh, you go to mypinwealth.com. It's M-Y-P-I-N-N wealth.com to learn more. Brought to you by John Edwards, Regency Travel Incorporated in Memphis. Get in touch with John if you're thinking about planning a summer trip, a holiday trip, whatever the case may be. He knows how to give the extra attention that's needed to make a special trip one that creates a lifetime of unique memories. 901-494-3387 or uh, jedwards at regencytravel.net. 
Uh, check out Oxford's newest Greek restaurant on the square this summer. It's a perfect place to enjoy a, um, an evening of fabulous food and craft libations. Uh, it's right there on the square in Oxford. It's called Opa. Check it out on the square. I'll have a mailbag to you tomorrow. It's brought to you by Whitney McNutt of Tommy Morgan Incorporated Realtors, serving you for all your real estate needs. In Oxford and Tupelo, Whitney sells condos, land, commercial, and residential family homes. You can reach her at 662-567-2573 or 662-842-3844. Our service specialist staffing and recruiting agency has been connecting great job opportunities to candidates since 1967. If you're on the job hunt, whether you're seeking an entry-level position or you're a seasoned professional, they have opportunities across the board in a myriad of fields. It's always free for the candidates, so get in touch with Will, Sydney, or Kelsey at 662-832-5138 or check out their new and improved website, servicespecialistltd.com. Get the beautiful and healthy smile you deserve at Corinth Dental. Dr. Bubba McQueen, Dr. Jenny Beth Hendrick are devoted to restoring and enhancing the natural beauty of your smile using conservative, state-of-the-art procedures that will result in a beautiful, long-lasting smile from routine checkups to advanced treatment including implants and Invisalign. Corinth Dental is here to help you achieve your smile goals. Schedule your appointment today. Take the first step towards a better version of yourself at CorinthDental.com. And we're brought to you by Southern Traditions Farm. It's a 32-stall, 68-acre upscale equestrian training and boarding facility in Canton, Mississippi. Two sand rings, a grass ring, miles of wooded trails. So much offered at Southern Traditions. Horseback ridings from beginner lessons to advanced lessons to uh, being able to compete, as Southern Traditions has, at nationally recognized competitions. It's also a great venue for events. So get in touch with the people at Southern Traditions Farm on Facebook or Instagram at Southern Traditions Farm. The other game tonight, Boston and Miami. Again, uh, Celtics down 3-0 there. Miami and Jimmy Butler up 3-0 in Miami tonight. 7.30 start on TNT for that one. Now, look, I mean, the reason why, though, here's the deal in the comparisons. Okay. It's actually it's great for the sport, so it's like whatever because it allows you every time they play a playoff game to take that extra data point and restart the conversation all over again. Right. So it's actually great for the NBA because yeah. you're. I mean, we're talking about Michael Jordan, who's been done for twenty years. Yeah, almost literally. Like it. it Joe Jordan still makes four hundred million dollars a year from his shoe. Is it really? Yeah. Good for him. Oh, I mean, yeah, sure. <laughs> Good for him. I'm a capitalist. <laughs> make all you can make. Good, really. Good for you. Some bit true. I, I don't begrudge Michael Jordan one iota. No, go for it. Yeah, I saw this. It's probably on YouTube or something. I forget the random player. Is it? I think it's PJ Tucker who wears all the crazy shoes. Like he's like a shoe aficionado. He has people in his life who do nothing but search for crazy shoes. Oh, really? And when they were playing Charlotte, North Jordan has an ownership stake. He literally yelled at him on the court. Was like, "Where'd you get that?" And it was one of Jordan's shoes that they only made like ten. It was like a prototype or something. And Jordan sees it on him on the court and is like, hold on a minute. Like, how in the hell? But, yeah, apparently he's worn, like, every shoe that's amazing in the world. Like, Tucker's, like, this huge shoe freak. But, anyway. Um, we're talking about this partly because LeBron at least did not rule out the possibility for tiring after the game last night. Yeah. It clearly felt like an emotional, competitive comment right after a season ended. Tired. Been Ex- doing it a long time. Exhausted. Yeah, it, it felt like that. I don't think he's giving up on the Bronny dream yet, so I don't see this. Um, I don't think so either. I, I think he's got two more in him. I think that's his goal. Yeah. Um, as long as he holds up and everything. You know, he's got two years on his deal. 
he's still being asked to do so much because he had the huge game last night, but even when he doesn't take over games, and he can't do that. He can't go in nine in and nine out and be the best player ever. He still facilitates like crazy. He's still so active in everything that he does. LeBron, you, you, I mean, we'll spend more time on this later. We got plenty of time to talk about this. He came into this with so many expectations and has fulfilled them. I mean, he's on the front of Sports Illustrated with the chosen one as the headline. I mean, think about that mentally, what that does to you at 17 years old. Can't. And I mean, I can't. And that's my point yeah. is he's fulfilled every athletic thing that you could fulfill. I mean, he is to have that pressure and then be in the conversation as greatest ever. There are two people, Tiger Woods and LeBron James. Mm-hmm. That's probably it. Yeah. When you think about it all the way through. Um, so that's an A plus in every way. And then the other one that I don't know that he gets enough credit for, and I think it gets overshadowed by him feeling led or necess- necessary to comment on so many issues he doesn't understand. Yeah. Which makes him look stupid. And he's not a dumb guy, but when you decide that you have to be a voice of authority on everything, you're an idiot because you you're right. in, in those spaces, mm-hmm. not an idiot overall. Sure. In those spaces. Sure. You know, had that, had the vandalism. Like, there's just been stuff where you, it's easy to not like him because it's not that he talks about them. It's that you go, hold on a minute. That makes no sense. And Jordan got criticized for not talking right. about it. Right. So you're yeah. damned either way. Right. But point being, I don't, and I'm not, a, I'm not even an NBA guy, so I'm not a LeBron guy. The fact that he has had that level of pressure on him and that much going on for 20 years and he's never once gotten in trouble, nothing off the court, no. legally, Societally, nope. nothing. Nope. That's a level of impressive that I don't have words for, if we're honest, considering everything available to him given who he has been and having to be so mature early on and then not lose it at some point. I mean, and to I'm see how matu- amazed. To see how impressive his, his kids are. Yeah. Because his I boys mean, are really impressive. I'm sure his daughters are too, but I don't know about them as much. His 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 boys are really impressive. Not says something about their parents typically yeah i'm you know and so when he he said that last night i'm with you i think he'll come back and play but there is a part of me that wonders you know i mean look Bronny just committed to usc yeah i'm sure there's a thought in his mind of i mean look there's nothing more other than playing with his son there's nothing more that's left for him he's won titles he's played he's won mvps no, he's doing that King Griffey Sr. thing going, can we just hold on long enough? Yeah. You know. Now it requires him to play on the same. Anyway. And it's, and and it's Bronny being, Bronny's got to be a one and done. There's there's some people out there that don't think. That's probably not. That that's a little bit asking of him, that, that Bronny James could be one of those guys that would really benefit from a second year in college. Um, now, who knows, right? Maybe he. It's early. It's early. And and. I mean, I'm cheering for him because I, I, I always, I know people go, I don't feel sorry for him. I you would know. find that really appealing to watch. Sure. I know people go, I don't feel sorry for him. He's making a gazillion dollars. His dad's, I get the money. But look, when your expectation is, hey, you're the son of one of the greatest three or four players in the history of the game. So your expectation is you're going to be that good. That's, that's a lot. That's a lot to put on a person. I realize that if he, quote, fails, he's got generational wealth. Yeah, I, I sure. get whatever. I think most people get my point. Um, maybe he wants to watch Bronny play. He's got another son that just transferred to 
another school. I can't remember the name of the school, Sierra Canyon, maybe. He, he, he wants to see him play. I, I don't know. The NBA season is a grind. In that market, there's a lot of attention. That's one of the most historic franchises in all of sport. There, there's pressure to play every night. There's criticism when you don't. He'll be 39 years old next season. The league doesn't get any any easier. The, the, the guys you play against, you're still playing against guys who they get on the court with you, and that's, you're the guy they grew up watching. And this is their big moment. I mean, you don't get an off night when you're LeBron James. I don't know. I, I agree with you. I think he wants to stick it out and play two more years. But that's the first time, really, though, that he's – Ramona Shelburne wrote about this in ESPN. That's the first time that he's really said those words out loud. It is. So you have to at least you take have to that for take what it is. Take a pause. Where he said, I got a lot to think about. And I think it was Dave McMenamin pressed him on it. Like, are you – Talking about, he goes, yeah, I'm talking about whether I'm going to keep playing. That was my last question here as we get ready to close was, so how does this work logistically? The team that LeBron plays on just drafts Bronny or LeBron gets traded or signs with the team that Bronny's on for a huge discount? I mean, because money-wise, this might not work. Yeah, the, the, the problem he's got, and I don't know all the details of his Lakers contract, but he's got two years left on his Lakers deal. So obviously the Lakers drafting Bronny would solve that problem. But but what if another team drafted Bronny James? What if the the Raptors or the Hornets? I mean, you reach on Bronny just because LeBron's playing one more year or two? I mean, no, I don't think a team would the first round picks are too valuable for that. But what if a team valued Bronny James? What if yeah, he has yeah. a breakout season at SC? And, but I'm saying even the Lakers. I mean, can they just skip him? There would be pressure on them. But, hey, look, the Lakers don't have a lot of first-round picks over the next five years. If if the Lakers have the 17th pick in the draft, you can't take a guy that's projected to be 40th. Yeah, sure. When you, you've got to rebuild this thing. And it, the Lakers have some big decisions to make. I mean, there's going to be pressure on the Lakers. It's already started. Kyrie Irving was at the game last night to fit Kyrie's contract into that salary cap. All at the same time when you're trying to keep uh, Rai Hachimura and you're trying to keep Austin Reeves, two guys that were huge contributors for them to make it as far as they, as they made it. I mean, they got a lot of decisions to make as a, as a franchise. In some ways, there's probably people inside that organization that wouldn't mind LeBron retiring. Mm-hmm. I was kind of thinking that too. You know, I mean, you look at the West landscape, the Nuggets are not going away. Um, there, there are other good. The, the if they could ever stay healthy, the Clippers are going to be a really good team. You've got up and coming teams like the Grizzlies, the Kings. I mean, the the path to a championship next year is no easier than it was this year. If, no, if, if anything, no. it's going to be more difficult. Yeah. I mentioned it at the very start of the show. The uh, Florida Panthers lead the Hurricanes three zero. Um, so the eight seed is now on the verge of sweeping the Hurricanes to get to the NHL Finals. And the Golden Knights, after winning two overtime games, really, really close series, even though they're up 2-0, um, they go for game three tonight against Dallas. So Vegas-Dallas game three tonight. Panthers already up 3-0 on the Hurricanes. It's been an amazing playoffs. Yeah. it's It gets buried a little bit because the, it's N- been phenomenal. the NHL lost a lot of momentum over the years from a mainstream 
landscape, but yeah, because I watched it a lot more when I was a kid. You'd catch it and you go, "Oh, well. man!" There's some, there are some great players. It's fun. Uh, it's it's. I mean, it's a hell of a product. So yeah, Nuggets beat Lakers four zero. Heat lead Celtics three zero. Panthers lead Hurricanes three zero. Golden Knights lead Stars two zero. So there is a. How much SEC tournament will you watch today? Um, I'll turn it on to the background if I'm doing other things, but as far as sit down and prioritize it, I mean, let's see what the games are. Uh, Georgia, South Carolina, I have no interest. I have a little bit of interest in A&M and Tennessee at one o'clock. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I'm okay. I'm in. I yeah. think Tennessee's playing to host. I think they actually could get a host if they win a few games. His deal. Cause they're, cause you look at this and again, we're not spending time on this. I know most of you people don't care is that. <laughs> The SEC's in a weird spot. They're going to get 10 teams in, but they have nine teams with real hosting resumes. Well, the SEC's not getting nine hosts. No. So how they break that apart is I think Tennessee's the sacrificial lamb. They're 16 and 14. Their RPI is like 17. Mm-hmm. It's easy to just mark them off and move forward. And if you're Vitello, your path to advancing is so thin this year. Yeah. I don't know that you can rush a pitcher tonight, today. No, you've got to win today as is and then just play it. Yeah, today's the game you got to kind of win. Because look, I mean, real quick, maybe it's not, maybe it's Schlossnagel's probably playing to get in a little bit. I, I think they need to win. Okay, I, they're they're fourteen and sixteen with a thirty four RPI. That is almost the exact same spot Ole Miss was in last season. So if you're out on Tuesday, so much can go wrong. Yeah, by Sunday, a long five days. Yeah, I mean as we've seen, because yeah. frankly, Ole Miss probably shouldn't have gotten in last year. So. Yeah, it's. I'm kidding. Yeah, come on, it's done. Okay, I mean, it, 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 I watched the video. It's fine. Um, How dare you? But I mean, seriously, Florida in host, Vanderbilt in host, South Carolina in host, Kentucky in, and I think host for two reasons. What's interesting is that a lot of the projections have Kentucky as a two somewhere. They have the number two RPI in the country. I know, and the head of the committee is their former head coach. I know, and yet. Everyone, all your friends in, in, in baseball media are projecting them as a two seed. I mean, look, if I get Kentucky as the two with the number two RPI, I'm pissed. I know Kentucky's not the most talented team in the country, but they have the number two RPI in the country. It is what it is. They're good. Tennessee, 16 and 14, RPI right on fringe. Mm-hmm. Georgia, Missouri out. Arkansas, they're going to host 20 wins. LSU, they're going to host 19 wins. Yeah. Georgia, no, I'm sorry, Arkansas, LSU, and Florida are all national top eight seeds. Yes. Vanderbilt has a chance. But they're probably nine or ten. Probably. Uh, Auburn, I think they're a host. I do too. Their RPI is good. It's in the top ten-ish. Mm-hmm. They're 17 and 13. I do too. I think they're a host. Alabama, I don't think, can play into a host in any way. No. They're just They're going to go as a two somewhere. So And then A&M's got to get in. So my point is, that's ten schools in, and – Eight and a half have real hosting resumes. Or could have real hosting resumes. This tournament's always so interesting. I think it really matters for A&M and Tennessee. That's and maybe it. Kentucky, if we're right. Yeah. If you're Kentucky, you don't want to lose early. Everybody else is like, oh, I kind of want to go home. And yeah. yet, the kids play hard. Because it's kind of fun. It's fun. And they get into it. And coaches get pissed off. Oh, guys go diving into the wall and stuff, and coaches are just (laughs) losing their minds. Who was the guy before Van Horn at Arkansas? Um, Norm DeBron. Yeah, it was him and Hal Baird, and they played a late game at the Hoover Med. I've always told this story. 
and now I can't even remember who won, who lost, but the winning coach was so pissed at the losing coach for not winning because the they're both trying to lose. <laughs> yeah, they wanted to get the hell out of there. They were. It was. I mean, they weren't like really like at blows or anything, but it was just kind of like. Whoa. I tried to I tried to get y'all to win it, you know. And it's better now than it used to be. Your really frustrated coaches back in the day would be when they did the Saturday double header where yeah. they didn't do, you know, now Saturday's single elimination. They took a game out of it. If you get to Saturday, it's one loss and you're out even if you haven't lost. But even 10 years ago or, or fewer, if that winning team lost, they had to turn around and play again. Yeah. And coaches are going, oh, my God, I've got to throw more pitchers on a second game of a day in a tournament that we're already here on Saturday. So it doesn't mean shit. And i got to put my catcher back out there for nine yeah, more innings. I mean, Vanderbilt used to literally go to the end of the bench and just hand the ball to somebody and go, I don't care. Let it be. Because he beat old – this is like 08. They did one of those, like basically handed a former manager the ball, and he spins like seven shutout innings. And Corbin's like, oh, my God in hell. Like <laughs> – Hit him, please, yeah. someone. Yeah, Corbin's like, I have a dinner reservation in Nashville at nine. Yeah, and they just couldn't lose. They just kept winning and winning and winning. So um, Alabama-Kentucky is a really interesting game at yes. 430 today. They Alabama doesn't need it, but you're going to have all the Alabama football fans in mm. the stadium and all that oh, sure. weird attendance thing that happens because sure. Alabama packs it out. It's 30 minutes from their campus. And they're hot right now, and they're kind of a fun and story. And none of the fans know any of the players. Mm-mm. Couldn't name a soul. Nope. But yet. Someone out there with a Jalen Hurts jersey. Yeah. Oh, no. There will be more football jerseys than baseball jerseys at the Hoover Met this afternoon. Oh, of course. And then the Missouri-Auburn game means nothing to me tonight. So there's two games that are relevant. Because if I'm Auburn, I don't mind getting the hell out of there. Because I don't have a ton of pitching. And I don't really really want to get anybody. I don't want to inflame somebody's shoulder today. Yeah. So best game is A&M Tennessee. I don't uh, need Ike Irish reaching across the bag and separating yeah. his shoulder today. No. I, I just soon go home. And then the best atmosphere, environment, and mattering or not mattering, Alabama and Kentucky. Because it's Kentucky. Their RPI is two, and yet the polls have them 25th in the country. Mm-hmm. It's a weird mm-hmm. it's a weird deal there. So, anyway. Yeah, uh, whatever. Hoover starts today. It'll be fun. It's a fun event. It's it's, a fun as event. much as we all try to minimize it. It's you get over there to it and you're like, hey, this is kind of cool. We didn't have to have the conversation this year of do you move it or whatever. We're just playing. No, no, you leave it there. They leave it there. Then, it's perfect. Well, you mentioned Destin earlier. They're on the way. It's a lot of the SEC staff starts hauling ass on Saturday down to Destin, and it's just easier to leave from home as opposed to them having to pack up and go to Nashville and then go and start. yeah. It, and I'll close here. There's a little bit of misconception. Georgia Rebel goes, last year showed the tournament doesn't mean anything. Look, the tournament hardly ever means anything. Alabama last year went on a little bit of a run. It didn't mean anything. It did, though, because if Cohen doesn't go so hard out of his way, Ole Miss doesn't get in. Right. And if Ole Miss had won a couple games, their RPI wouldn't have fallen as far. It had been a much easier case. I mean, Cohen got him in completely. Did his job. Yeah. So... And then he tried to steal the damn football coach. He did, yes. Yes. As I said, if you, I, I know we do Sports Bizarro World at all times, but in like 2015, they said, hey, look, we're just going to hand you a picture from seven years from now, and it's John Cohen and Hugh Freeze holding up Auburn jerseys, and we go, I got questions. How did we get there? It's a, it's a story. There's a lot there. Yeah, so much write a book about it. <laughs> 
All right. Uh, tomorrow, back on the show, rebelgrove.com. In the meantime, got stuff. I don't know. Probably have some baseball news a little bit. I said they got a, um, a catcher commit, Juco kid. Not that. They're getting one out of the portal, too, but a Juco commit to add some depth there and, uh, and more. So anyway, rebelgrove.com. Take care. Have a good day. Talk to you tomorrow.